news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my very handsome, adorable co-host, who happens to be my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? Gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm always excited. (laughs) This is a really fun one. This has been our mentor, Pastor Bill Cornelius, for like 15 years. 15 years. A long time. Yeah. He was our pastor in Corpus Christi, Texas, and although we moved away to Kentucky, He's still our pastor, we would say. Yep, and he, we still get online and watch him all the time. We follow him. Uh, you can't get away from him. He's so powerful and, and always feeding into us. Yes, I feel like maybe he should have a little bit of stake in everything we do because of his words of wisdom have pushed us to dream big. You know, that's his big deal. He always talks mm-hmm. about dreaming big and, and getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. Uh, and he did that with a church, something that traditionally is, yeah. is kind of, uh, pretty traditional, and, and he's taking it off and, and really making something special down there with Church Unlimited. He is. And you know what I love about him? Before every single one of his services, he talks about their mission statement. And their mission statement is to take as many people to heaven before we die, period. And that's his goal. His goal. A lot of people say, you know, with churches, like numbers don't matter. But he's like, no, absolutely, numbers do matter because heaven and hell matter. And we want as many people to go to heaven before we die, period. So, yes, many people means numbers matter. So I love that because um, he's really making a huge difference. But, man, we've learned so much from him over the years, haven't we? We have. And uh, looking back at when we first met him, uh, good friends of ours, Brian Fiscus, met them uh, in Corpus Christi that invited us to church. Uh, you were very traditional <laughs> with your church, and mm-hmm. I, I remember wanting to go, and, and as soon as we went, uh, he was a spiky-haired uh, <laughs> pastor, uh, loud music, all sorts of crazy stuff yeah. happening, and, and uh, I was worried leaving because I loved it, and I wasn't sure what you thought, mm-hmm. but you were absolutely on fire about it, and, and I can remember our friend Brian uh, that we knew ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We saw his wife Leslie up singing, and we are like, oh, man, they'd be a great couple and we should introduce them to each other and sure enough they were already married <laughs> no. or dating or one or the other no, we were and, playing uh, matchmaker in the audience we yeah. had no idea who they were but uh but mm-hmm. we knew we'd like them and and mm-hmm. latched on and, and sure enough we made some of our best friends yes. through that church and in the great environment they create oh man it's such a great environment and pastor bill and his wife jessica have built this great church but also have been involved in many um, business ventures and um, Bill has come and spoken to our tippy toes um, franchise conference and man I feel like we've replayed what he said to us so many times because it's so relevant um, he's an author and um, the book I dare you to change I dare you to change was just powerful and now we still I mean I don't know how long ago he wrote that but still are giving that out to people um, so just all of his nuggets and just he's goofy and fun and relatable. And I remember the thing that I loved most about him is that he brought me closer to Jesus, a real friendship with who Jesus was and realized my real potential in life through 
who God made me and equipping you and I with our gifts that knowing that, yeah, I'm a dance teacher, but there's so much more. You love baseball, but there's so much more. And to keep pushing on past our dreams. And, you know, as we're talking on this podcast, destined for greatness, that came from him. That was his word. And he would, he talks about it in the podcast, but you're destined for greatness. Yeah, that's really his his motto and and really pushed us for a long time. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that I love about him is that he talks so much about the future and really respecting the future. There's the um, idea of YOLO, you only live once, Mm -hmm. uh, live in the moment, uh, which I love as well. But I also love the thought of you've got to respect the future. And he's so good about that. He uh, is a pastor, so not traditionally making a lot of money, but he talks a lot about getting into rental properties and uh, apartments that he bought and different things that he was looking into the future and trying mm-hmm. to do big things and write books and mm-hmm. create music CDs. Still, yeah, probably one of our favorite music CDs to come out. Yeah, it, it came yeah. organically out of the church and, and right. some great talent there. Yeah, it's so cool. I just love it too because he passes on books that he thinks we should read and continues to mentor us. I know that for both of us, he's a phone call away and. Um, always makes us still feel part of the church even though we're gone. And I think that really speaks to what the church is, is, you know, building those friendships that we have with all of our fun Corpus Christi friends. Not only were they fun, but they were life-giving. And we became part of a group of a home team that we still are friends with today. We're all, you know, kind of scattered across the country. But I think that's the power of the local church is that you can connect with like-minded people that are all in pursuit of Jesus, which is awesome. You know, one of my favorite things about him is that he recommends a book called You're a Badass at Making Money. <laughs> and as soon as he recommended it, we we both jumped on and, yeah. and both read it and such good in, information that right. comes out of it. And, and that's just part of him being real. And, yeah. Uh, he did and, say, I don't believe everything she says is true and watch it because there's a lot of potty language. And I actually think the only potty language I've ever said or you've ever said on this podcast came from the recommendation of Bill's book of you are a badass at making money. But the cool thing is, is um, he's real. Like, hey, this is gonna help you, you know, move further. Yeah, and he, he again, he recognized that there's parts that, that uh, he didn't support, but I think the overall book and the concept of it uh, was really powerful and, yeah. and we just appreciate them stepping out and telling us that. I, mm-hmm. I could imagine a lot of pastors probably wouldn't even <laughs> pick that book up and much less uh, recommend it. But Now we're again, recommending it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, great book and, and something that I'm just, it, it says a lot about him and mm-hmm. his, his uh, passion for everybody to succeed. So cool. Well, his, um, his interview was just super fun. I just love him. And I think the main thing is he has always told his kids, hey, you're destined for greatness. But sitting in church, he would say, you guys and that, you know, here you are destined for greatness. And we really believe that. And so that's what we want our listeners to know is that everybody truly is destined for greatness. God hardwired us all specific ways to do really great things for his kingdom. And so that dream or goal that our listeners have in their heart to just keep pushing forward. And I think this message from Bill is really encouraging to help push the needle a little further. So let's listen in. Sounds great. I am super excited for my next guest, Pastor Bill Cornelius, who pastors Church Unlimited in Corpus Christi, Texas, and really all around. Pastor Bill, we're so excited to have you. Thank you, Sarah. It's just a joy to to hear your voice and 
you and Adam are such dear friends, and it's, this is an honor to do this. Well, thank you. And as I was saying before we got going, the Destined for Greatness title is actually because of you and the stuff that Adam and I have learned from going to your church about for 10 years. So that's a huge phrase in your life. So tell us about that. <laughs> that phrase means a lot to me. I took it from a movie, believe it or not, but it just really stuck to me. And I began to tell my kids that you're destined for greatness. So I would say to them when I drop them off at school, you're destined for, and while they're grabbing their backpack and their, you know, lunch and whatever, and walking out of the door, they would say greatness. Uh -huh. And I just always wanted that to be the last thing they hear from their father before they enter school. Mm -hmm. And so, cause the world's going to beat us up. So we need someone to be telling us, no, wait, there's more in me. And so right. I wanted to do that. And so my prayer is, is that, you know, as they continue in their faith, that they'll sense their heavenly father saying, you're destined for greatness. I love that. Well, and uh, Adam and I were lucky enough to be under your leadership for about 10 years when we lived in Corpus Christi, Texas. And you would tell us as a church, don't forget you're destined for greatness. And so the impact that that movie had on you, which you impacted your kids, definitely impacted us. So I just want to thank you for that. And really, it's such an honor to have you on the show because you have made you are probably one of the single most biggest influences in my life. And I just have learned so much, not only as a businesswoman, but as a wife and a mother from you and Jessica and all the leadership. And so today it's just exciting to get to learn a little bit more from you. So I want to, I want you to take us back to sure. um, when you had nobody at church, when you just had this idea, how did you go from, really nothing, nobody at church to, um, you know, preaching to thousands upon thousands of people each week? That's a big question. Uh, that's a great question. So I would say that it really started for me all the way back when I was in school and uh, I walked in the doors of a particular church because I had this idea of, that I wanted to one day start a church. And the reason why is because I all my crazy ideas, I thought I would wreck an existing church. Mm. So just the way I want to do church is different. And most churches are pretty traditionally based. And so I didn't want to freak people out or people thinking <laughs> like, what's, what's up with this guy? He's got like a, a band that sounds like rock and roll and, mm -hmm. you know, or pop and, and all this kind of stuff. And he dresses in shorts or jeans and not, <laughs> you know, whatnot. So I just thought, you know, that's really, that's kind of really what I want to do is kind of a church or next generation. So not, not to get into all that, but to say, that that drove me to realize I'm going to have to do it differently. So I'm probably going to have to start it. Yeah. So I just happened to stumble upon a church I really liked in the Dallas Fort Worth area, walked in and just freaked out when I saw it. And I think this is how vision works. You see someone doing something that you go, Oh my gosh, I want to do that. Yes. Like, you, you know, you see some motivational speaker, you know, or corporate trainer and you know, Sarah, you probably looked at them do it. And you thought, wait a minute, number one, I think I can do that. Number two, I want to do that. Right. And so it's, it's where your vision and your talent intersect that there's destiny. I really believe that. And so that's where you got to say, well, how am I wired? And man, I just desire that. Then I believe that's what we were to pursue. I love that. I agree with that so much. And, you know, I've talked to you a lot about wanting to speak across the country. And my goal mm -hmm. is to be the top booked female speaker in the world. And, but that's right now, it's just a vision that I have. And so every sure. day, you know, like with you at the church, every day you wanted to reach thousands upon thousands. So sure. what were your first steps in the early days that you took to, you know, make this kind of come alive? 
Sure. Well, the first thing that I did, which was scary, and the first thing you just did, I don't know if you caught yourself that you did it or not, mm-hmm. but you just told me out loud what you wanted. Right. And so many people are scared to do that. And I'm going to tell you a percentage that may surprise you. I believe you are 50% there because mm-hmm. you already are, are saying it out loud, and, and that gives you the freedom and permission to pursue it. Wow. So I think awesome. 50%, literally that high of someone's success is actually openly acknowledging it and reordaining and organizing and aligning their life towards that Mm. and getting their loved ones on board with that. And when you do that, that is 50% of the battle. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, who are your early supporters of knowing, hey, you're going to do a church, but you're going to do it very differently than how church is normally known? Who, Who are the big influences for you? Well, I mean, there's several pastors that were influencers. My biggest supporter, without a doubt, would be my wife, Jessica. I mean, there's no question. You really just, if you're really, if the two are going to become one, you have to be on the same page. Right. And you have to give some patience to that because you're not, you can't just walk in and go, hey, honey, I want to do this. This is the first they've heard of it. You've been thinking about it for six months or a year or two years, and now you're finally verbalizing it. And then we get mad at them that they don't immediately say, let's do it. <laughs> but, but we didn't say, let's do it when we first thought of it. Right. We thought, that's crazy. There's no way. What am I thinking? So we bought a book about it, and we read the book. And then we saw a movie about it, or we went to a YouTube video about it. So then we're convincing ourselves that we can do it for six to eight, nine, ten months. And then you go to your wife or, or your husband, hey, I want to do this. And oh, I don't know about that. Oh, you just don't believe in me. <laughs> right. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I yes. didn't believe in me for a year about this. And now I expect you that didn't have all the thoughts I've had and didn't have all the, the you know, leadings that I had, whether you're a believer or in, in God or not, there's, there's certainly still leadings that right. happened to people. Um, you know, and I had all these leadings and so I'm like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And so I have to give her time. So I would just say, you got to give that number one supporter time to buy in. And when they do buy in, they're all in, but you got to give them time. So I would say support, number one supporter is clearly my wife, but yes. it took her time. But then once she bought in, she was totally in. Yeah. Uh, as far as influences, clearly for me, it's preachers. And so, because I'm a pastor. And so some of the names will be familiar. Some of them won't. Uh, you know, the first and foremost for me was Rick Warren. Uh, he's well known as a preacher now, but at the time he really wasn't. Uh, but I, I began to listen to his audio tapes. This dates me, I know, but <laughs> I got these old audio tapes. And I used to listen to him and I eventually figured out he had a tape club. So I joined it. And oh, tape, to all club. Stuff. That's awesome. tape club, <laughs> tape club back in the day. So I listened to everything he had. I got piles of these tapes. They're, they're like sacred to me. I just can't yes. get rid of them, even though they're no. so old. I just cannot get rid of them. That's like gold to me. You know? That's fantastic. So I have all these old piles, but, but you know, I, I would listen to him. And what's really fun is that if you pursue uh, distant mentoring through books and audios, eventually you get to go to conferences with these people. And eventually, this is really fun. If you keep doing it, you eventually become their friends. Yes. And so that's been really fun now to actually be friends with Rick and to text him, hey, I was thinking about you. And when you said this, it changed my life. I just want to remind you how many people you've changed. And I'm, I'm one of them. And he'll text me back. Thanks, Bill. Hope you and Jessica are well. And it's just, it's like, wow, this is just so yes. cool. Wow. So, you know, Rick Warren was an early uh, pioneer and doing church differently. We really kind of followed him. So I feel like I'm sort of in his downline. Mm. And so, you know, he was a big blessing. Ed Young in, in Dallas, Texas was a huge influence on me. Also became a friend. Later on, he was on our board of directors. And then now Craig Rochelle is uh, personally mentoring me. And that's been just a game changer. Yeah. He's such a blessing. Not everyone knows who that is, I know. But he's, he's a big deal in my life. He pastors the largest church in America. 
Yeah. And, uh, and I'm there's an a rip- Oklahoma girl, so I know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> you do know. Yes, he's practically taking that state over. That's right. And so, wow. yeah, he's, he's an amazing cool. guy. Well, I think so, you, yeah. ju- you just said something that um, really pinged me because um, you said, you know, you were listening to him and he was mentoring you through books and through yeah. Um, so that's what you do for Adam and I, you know, we live in Kentucky now, so we're not able to go to church unlimited on a weekly basis, but we still very much are church unlimited people because we listen every week. And so I think people being able to find those books and really pursue, okay, what are these people doing? How are they handling different situations and really kind of intimately getting to know them, even though they may not even know who you are, but kind of studying their paths is important. Absolutely. And I, I really think that, that one of the keys is that anyone you find that's successful that you can get close to, what happens is you break through the intimidation to start to realize, hey, I can do what they do. Right. But yeah. you've got to be close enough to see the humanity of them to then to begin to think that. Exactly. And so that's one of the advantages of being close to leaders. And I really think one of the ways you know that, 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 uh, you know, the Lord is tapping you on the shoulder, so to speak, if you're a believer, if you're not that, that, you know, you would say probably destiny is leading, leading you. And I'll let you just figure that one out, uh, where you are spiritually. But I will just tell you this, that one of the ways, you know, that, that there's some divine leading going on in your life is when you get access to someone you probably don't deserve access to. Yeah. Wow. And so whenever some leader takes an opportunity to stop and say, Hey, tell me what you're doing with your life. I'd like to just take a few minutes with you. When you get those moments, don't blow those off. Those are critical moments. Those are moments when you're just getting a quick snapshot. It's like a God wink when he's just showing you, Hey, you can do this. You have more in you. And if, 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 if you see it in you and other people see it in you, then it's just a matter of time till the world sees it. Yes. And so you got to take those moments. Wow. That is so good. Now tell me, um, back when you were thinking about this church, Mm -hmm. did you have any idea where you would be today? Was this the goal or has it far exceeded what your hope was? (laughs) It has definitely far exceeded what I thought we could do. Uh, I had written a goal down and I think that's important to write your goals down. And uh, I had written a goal down uh, basically to have a church of 1000 people in 10 years. And wow. <laughs> uh, we reached a thousand people in three years. Wow. And so I was shocked by that. And then, you know, in 10 years, I forget the exact number, probably about 5,000. Mm-hmm. And now we're 20 years old as a church and we just had 12,000 people this weekend in church. And wow. I am as amazed as anybody by that because we're not in a large city. We're in right. Corpus Christi, Texas. And so, you know, we're, we're very excited about that. We're expanding into a large city, but right now the bulk of the people are still in a smaller town. And uh, just goes to show you, it's not where you start. It's uh, what you do with what you got. And that's what matters the most. That is so awesome. Well, tell me, as you have reached this big dream, what have been some detours or some would call failures, which I I love failures because I think it's to our next big thing. But were there any huge moments that you're like, oh, man, either this isn't going to work or maybe I'm not cut out for this or I want out? Or did you have moments like that? Oh, gosh, Uh, too many to count. (laughs) I mean, it's. It's an endless array of those. In fact, I really believe that, that success really, the path to success is marked by the mile markers of failure. Mm, and so you're going to try good. something. It's not going to work. You adjust, try it again. Uh, then it works okay or barely works. And so you then you tweak it again until it gets better and gets better and gets better. I tell people all the time, you know, I preach 
four or five times a weekend. I tell them, if you don't like the first sermon, just come to the last one. I'm getting better by the weekend. And so, you know, it's like, just give me a couple more sermons. I'll be Joel Osteen by the end, I promise. And so, you know, because you tweak stuff, you know, you get better. And and just like when the first time you spoke, I'm sure you probably were embarrassed. You're probably like, oh gosh, that was terrible. But then you thought, but you know what? I did it. I got it. I got that one under my belt. So now let me do it again. Eventually I'm going to be okay. Right. And then eventually people go, that girl's got something to say. And then yeah. down the road, it's going to be, oh my gosh, all these little, you know, girls and all these young ladies are going to be looking up to you going, wow, I want to be a speaker like her yeah. one day. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of time. But you know, big shots are just little shots that keep shooting. Yes. And I just, I really believe in that. But let me tell you a couple of the exact failures we had was, first of all, we started a church that did not work. And so uh, I was a part of a teaching team of people. Basically, I was a teacher and another guy was a lead pastor that was also the worship leader, which I realized that did not work. The design of that was not going to work. And so so I learned some big failures uh, because the doors closed at that church um, and it didn't work. And I was was teaching the same kind of messages I do today with 12,000 people and I couldn't get it past 50 people. That's so I think, amazing. I think location matters for one. I was in Dallas. There's plenty of churches doing well all around me. Uh, the second thing is I wasn't structured for success. Our structure was all wrong. I don't want to make this message, this talk about that, but just how you structure your life, how you structure your team really matters. Right. So I would tell if you're an entrepreneur, I would tell you if you have a very strong purpose and a very strong vision, you probably don't want a partner in that other than your spouse mm-hmm. because they're going to water down your vision. Yes. And so I didn't know this going in, but I set up a board of directors over me that I hardly knew. And next thing you know, they're basically, you know, tying up my hand saying, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that either. Right. And so I realized pretty quick, okay, that doesn't work. So I had to design it to where ultimately I'm in charge. However, I do have accountability, of course. Uh, but that way I have freedom to really go in the direction I feel led to go in. So I think that's the first thing I learned. Second thing I learned was that you can accomplish way more than you think in the long term, but you're going to overshoot in the short term. So you're going to think, oh, we're going to, we're going to have hundreds of people in six months. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Maybe the goal should be to have a hundred people in six months and, uh, and then maybe 200 in a year, which is actually very successful if you do that. Yeah. And then just keep building from there. In other words, we, we typically overshoot, you know, have you ever filled up your daily, you know, planner and, uh, you've got 16 tasks listed and you need to get to 5 PM and 14 are still there. Like how'd that happen? You know, I can't believe that happened. Well, if we instead say, let me, let me plan out the big tasks. What can I do over the course of 90 days Mm -hmm. as opposed to what am I going to do in one day? You'll shock yourself what you can accomplish in 90 days. That's awesome. That's super awesome. You know, kind of going back to what you just said, um, you were a huge part of when Megan and I were on Shark Tank. I remember coming to you and you said, you know, we had this deal with Mark Cuban and you said, no, no investors. He doesn't understand your vision. And that was one of the things that you were one of the only people who told us to not go for that deal. And, but (laughs) for us, you were the loudest voice we heard. And so thankfully, because I look back thinking, man, my vision and where we are today and what Tippy Toes is would be totally different because, you know, we would have been kind of handled by him a little bit more. So that's some right. Great advice. Okay. Well, I know you're a huge dreamer. And so you have this amazing church and um, you have so much going on. What is your next big dream? Oh, that's a, that's a big one. Um, I mean, aside from the constant dream of one day quarterback in the Houston Texans, yeah. I don't see it happening anytime soon since I'm now 46 years old. But um, I would just tell you, 
that no, my, my, my huge dream right now is that we're, we're believing if we can reach 10 or 12,000 people in Corpus Christi, then we believe we can reach 20,000 in San Antonio. And so we are expanding to one of the largest cities in America. It's also the seventh fastest growing city in America. So it's just booming with growth. That's awesome. So we're expanding there. And the trick for me is, is to communicate to our people that we are expanding there, but that I am not leaving them, that I am still committed to this church in Corpus Christi. And so, you know, that may look and feel a bit different because I do split time between two cities now, but Lo and behold, anyone who questioned that can now look up a year later and realize, no, we see him all the time. He's still here all, all the time. Right. Yeah. So I think that was a real big key for me. But yeah, that's, that's our big dream right now. And then we're probably going to set our sights on either Austin or Denver after that. Oh, and wow. So, you know, yeah, we're just still going. Kentucky could use, I mean, we would love <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I would love Kentucky. My wife would, would, would go in a heartbeat, believe me. Well, All the seasons you guys have yes. are so pretty. I mean, um, oh man. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start working on that. I'm going to start. <laughs> that is so awesome. Well, I know for me, the success that Tippy Toes has had and the success personally that Adam and I have had in our marriage and with our parent, you know, parenting skills and stuff, we have learned so much from you. And so I encourage anybody who is listening to listen to your weekly podcast because I oh, thank you. just grow so much from that. And so, okay, all these entrepreneurs listening, what is your one big piece of advice for somebody that has an idea but has not yet done anything with it? Oh, that's a great one. Um, I would say if it's a good idea, someone's going to do it if you don't. Mm. So you're going to be looking up going, dang it. I thought about making an app that people could get rides with each other. And now there's Uber, you know? And so you're going to think, wow, why didn't I do anything with that? So I'd say, first of all, act on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second of all thing I would say, now that doesn't mean you just get a, an idea, you get a whim, you know, one night and you just throw your whole life away and say, I'm going to do this. No, I'm actually talking about when act, when you act on it, you start studying it, you start doing research. So the best way to hedge your bets when you take a risk is to have researched every possible scenario that could happen if it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that you ignore those things. You have to have a protective, you you need to be a little paranoid, be honest with you. You, Paranoid is not bad. Like our church is growing and it's large, but I'm a little paranoid and I always think like, who could come into the city and and really hurt me? Is there someone that could really damage what we have going on. The truth is there is. And so, you know, we've had to say, what can we do to to make sure that we keep our strength? And Mm so I think otherwise we're all one move away or one lack of a move away from becoming your next blockbuster. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you don't want to do is you want to be willing to make those changes. So I think that's a huge thing. But I would tell entrepreneurs this. I would tell entrepreneurs that you should always have more vision than you have money Mm. and expertise. So good. Because that's what grows you. So don't ever think, oh, I can't do that. Well, maybe you can't do it now, but let me rephrase that phrase. Why don't you say it this way? How can I do that? Mm -hmm. If you begin to ask, how can I do it? The next question I ask is, who's already done it? Mm -hmm. Because most of the things we want to do, someone's already done it or done a rendition of it. Right. So for me, you know, I'm like, how can I have a church and effectively lead it two and a half hours from me? Well, Pastor Craig Rochelle has 30 churches all yeah. over the, the, you know, st- all over America. And so, you know, I think, well, let me go study how he does it. And so, and then when you get someone who will mentor you like that, then whenever you disagree with them, always go with what they said. Yeah. Oh, because wow. it's foolish. Why are we spending time and paying money to go spend time with someone? If you are paying money, Yeah. why are we doing that? And then they say, you should do it this way. And then we go, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, look so at cool. where, look at where they are. 
-hmm. look at where you are and ask, where do you want to be? Right. And if you want to be where they are, then do what they said. That is so good. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Wow. I need to get my list of mentors all together, you know, and be like, <laughs> wow, awesome. Okay. Last question. What book are you currently reading? Oh, that's an easy one. Um, I'm currently in the middle of two. One, I'm going to tell you the title of, you know, I'm a pastor. I'm going to yeah. say it out loud. The title okay. is You're a Badass at Making Money. Ah, I love it. That's what I'm reading right now, too. And it's, it's a, too. <laughs> that's right. It's a great read. Um, I, I love that girl. She's so funny, first of yeah. all. Um, yeah. I mean, she's really funny. Jen Sincero is her name. But uh, she also has a lot of great wisdom. And I don't agree with everything she says uh, from a theological standpoint, but I didn't expect to. I mean, I'm a pastor. She's not. I didn't expect to agree. Um, if you have to agree with everybody you read or listen to, you're going to have a pretty limited uh, group of people you can learn True. from. Yeah. And so you have to get outside your camp to learn new things. Mm -hmm. So then the next book I'm reading is uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth. Oh, so good. Those are good. Really good stuff. Books. Good yeah. stuff. I will say that I was cracking up when you told me to read your about us at making money. And I was actually, I was reading it this morning and I'm cracking up at some of her analogies. I'm like, but you know what? It, it is good. And I, you know, Bob Goff told me one time, read books that really go against everything you think. So then you know why, yeah. what you think. And I love that because I, I totally agree with that. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And you know, what's funny is that if you, if you look at top reader, top uh, leaders, Yes. Like all my top leader friends that are in the ministry, mm -hmm. they don't read Christian books. Yeah. Wow. Because they're too busy writing them. That and is then so if cool. if you study great psychologists, they're not le reading other psychologists. They're reading people and where their interest crosses. Wow. And so you know what, whoever it is you're reading, it's just interesting to me because they're they're writing and influencing the camp they're in by stealing from the camp they're not in. Yes. Wow. That's really cool. Well, I love that. Well, I just cannot thank you enough for your time. I know your time is so valuable and I'm just happy to get a sliver. And I just want to thank you so much for investing in my life and Adam's life and our business and our family. And just can't wait to get together with you and Jessica soon. Hey, we love that. We're so proud of you guys. And I do believe you're going to become the most sought-after female speaker in America. I believe oh, that. Thank you so much, Pastor Bill. You guys have a great day. Thank you, you too. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you are destined for greatness.